2: Is the CUSE
1: Militia? Now, those two unapologetically biased orange blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most
3: bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Thursday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. You'd think I'd learn my days before we start this, but um. I'm always searching for it, I don't know why. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. The orange down, the big red, 80 to 68. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you and fan feedback. In Syracuse, we'll take on UVA at home this Saturday at 6 p.m. We'll let you know what we think about that. And since it's a conference game, we will give you our picks, as long as I remember to do it. So, uh, speaking of games at the Dome, well, isn't this fancy? Joe, did you hear this?
1: Um, I don't know what you're going to say, so I can't tell you.
3: Uh, according to SI Syracuse, fans may purchase for, from a limited offering of food and beverages, including beer and wine. All food and drinks must be consumed while seated, though. Uh, that's not going to be enforceable. But uh, they are bringing the food and beer back to the Dome because, obviously... A terrible idea. Uh, pretty much everything else stays in place. F- fans uh, age five and up are required to provide proof of vaccination or COVID test, uh, negative COVID test. Uh, shown at the gate, the lounge, the courtside lounge, still closed. Club 44, still closed. Backcourt activities and concession areas remain closed. Pre-game courtside gathering will be prohibited. And tailgating in the parking lot prior to games will be prohibited. Good luck with that one as well. So... They, they, <laughs> they decided to bring back food and beer. Now, that's probably the big one. I'd say the, um, the, the, the five and up thing is not great either, but that might be n- next. They do mention here, newborns to age four do not require a vaccination or a test. Wow, okay. Uh, hence the five and up require one. Um, goes without saying. Okay. So, hopefully... They do this right before the UVA game, and hopefully we will see a difference in the crowd size. Not terrible last night. It was better than I thought it was going to be. But with that said...
1: no, we talked about that, though. Cornell was close. I did see a lot of Cornell guys in the seats.
3: Right. Right. That's true. We talked about that last night. If you did not hang out with us last night during the game, well, shame on you, okay? Because we had fun. But not everybody loved it, which is fine. Uh, Don't really... um, I'm not bothered by it. But look, if you huh. wanted to watch the game, that was the place that, and you couldn't get it. And where else were you going to get it? Mm. So right. uh, we did a Facebook So just squad. for
1: everyone to know, if we <laughs> ever do that, then we're most likely going to be talking. talking like that and going back and forth with some of the comments and, and, and the thread, and um, that's what it's going to be like. So it, it, you're it, it either is... going to have to mute it or deal with it.
3: Here's the thing, right, and here's the thing, um, I, I labeled it as Syracuse Basketball Fan Chat, that's literally what it was labeled as on Facebook, so it's right there before you click on it, the word chat is in the headline, and so, um, you know, uh, we don't need to sit there and talk the whole time, but it is fun, and there's been a couple of times where I did this by myself, where Joe wasn't uh, able to join, and I'm not going to sit there and talk by myself, that's boring, stupid. So, we kind of skipped all that. But, um, and I just kind of left quiet. Actually, I left the room. I just turned it on, put the camera on it, and left the room. Um, But if Joe's going to be there, and there's going to be, you know, between 60 and 70 people watching, and there's a bunch of banter in the chat room, well, by golly, we're going to have some fun with it. So, anyways, I appreciate everybody who, who did tune into that. I was happy to do it. I'm glad we were able to do it. And I wish... Part of me wishes we get more games on Yes, so we could keep doing it. Now, I like I was saying, Joe, I'd do it more. I really would, because I think it's a blast. But you know, I just yeah. don't I just don't think you get the turnout. Plus, you know, it is it is two it is two hours of for me it's sitting here at this at the podcast table and you know, it's not exactly comfortable back here. So anyways. But that's not to say we won't do it again. All right, decent win for Syracuse. Um, very similarly played to the Brown game to some extent. Let's take a listen and listen to what Coach had to say in the press conference after
2: the game. The night against Brown, we got off to a really good start. Uh, moved the ball, you know. Got made some really good offensive plays. Our defense was good. Um, their pressure bothered Joe more than it should. It's his first game where he missed some outside open shots that he makes, and he, he didn't react well on the, with, with his ball handling, made some bad turnovers. And Cy came in and really struggled with the traps. Didn't seem like he knew where the ball has to go, and uh, we couldn't play these guys on the bench. Frank got the ball twice in and around the basket, and a 6'4 guy just took it away from him twice. He's 6'9", 230 pounds. I mean, he can't let that happen. The bottom line, you know we have to play better coming off the bench we've got to get something there and we're not getting it we need to get something there for sure um, we're trying to work with Benny to try to get him the ball down low, but he tries to go out to the perimeter and dribble against six four guys so he's you know he's got to use his size and get closer to the basket. Um, we're trying to get Jesse the ball, and we're not doing a great job of it. we got to keep trying to do that. Um, but, you know, Buddy is making some of the hardest shots I've ever seen. He's getting hit and everything. But, you know, he's making really hard shots. But we need to uh, get some help off our bench and continue to work on our, our defense. It's, it's a little better. Well, it was very important to get games this week. You know, I, I wish we didn't have to be in a situation where we had to play two this week, getting in the league. You know, I'd rather have just played two league games, but we couldn't do that. We needed the Brown game. The only time we were going to get the Cornell game in was Wednesday because they had a cancellation. So we have to save any open dates we have during the year. If we get games changed, I think the, the biggest thing coaches and, and teams and schools are going to have to do is you're gonna, you might have to play back-to-back games. You know, we do it in tournaments in the beginning of the year. You know, you might, you might have to do it. Well, you know, last year we've talked about many times it was an incredible year to respond the way we did, not just to win, but to just maintain, go th- get through it win the games in the end of the year we had to uh, play really well in the end of the season and then the tournament and then the NCAA tournament uh, the way we played was uh, it was an unbelievable year it's difficult this year it's difficult for every team and you have to just go play through it everybody's in the same situation you know everybody's going to go through this Uh, I thought again we missed a lot of time we missed a lot of practices, a lot of days. And, uh, you know, our best players were out. So they've responded, worked their way through this, and I think they've have done an amazing job. An amazing job. And uh, But we have to, you know, we, we, you can't worry about stuff like that. You've got to get better. Got to better. We're, we're a, a good, we've got to play better. We're playing at a level that's good, but we got to play better.
3: All right, the Coach Montage is brought to us by the Spotify Green Room. The second best thing to the Spotify Green Room is the Facebook Live. Okay, so if you enjoyed the Facebook Live, I would urge you to download the Spotify Green Room app. Go to your iOS or Android stores today and download that puppy. It's free. All you need is a username, an email address, and a password, and boom, you are in there. And. I was going to say in there like swimwear, but that's stupid, right, Joe? That's old, right? It's not cool anymore?
1: Uh, um, I'm not. I can't call that.
3: Okay. Can't call it. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That's Joe for you. No idea, Joe. So, um, where was I? Oh, yes. Download this app, okay? Follow us at Cuse Militia. And sign up for notifications. So when we go live on the Spotify Greenroom app, you can be notified. You can get in the room there. You can listen and chat, or you can request to speak, request to speak. If I approve the request, a red microphone will appear above your icon or on your icon. Hit that baby and unmute yourself and say your piece, and uh, we can have some fun with it. So it is a little added boost to the fan feedback And it's a lot of fun and you can, um, you know, you can get in on the action, which is phenomenal. And it's an easy way to do it. We tried for a long time to find an easy way to do this. And, uh, lo and behold, there's an app and it's free. So go there today, download the app at your iOS or Android stores. It's free. Okay, Joe, let's start at the top of this thing, as we always do. First of all, it was in the presser, but not in the montage. Jimmy's going to be fine. And we saw him come back out and play, and he didn't seem to be bothered. He even did a little two-handed slam there shortly after. Didn't seem to be bothering him at all. Okay. Uh,
1: Best dunk of the game or the season so you're for him. Say
3: say again. This
1: is the best dunk of the season for him. Oh,
3: sure. Knees to chest. This is beautiful. Uh pressure bothering joe pressure bothering side uh pressure bothering pretty much everybody uh, uh the bench and joe i would say but um you know a little concerning still joe um you know as we watch some of these guys improve and even the defense that's still kind of the one thing that's in the ether out there just kind of being an issue a little bit
1: yeah yeah, I mean, we, we I thought guarded the three-point line pretty well, but we did give up some shots, beginning. and we talked about it. I mean, we knew that they were going to hug up threes, and, um, you know, I guess what's concerning more than anything is just, like, like the runs that some of these teams tend to go on, where it's just, it's like we're playing good D, we're holding them, and then all of a sudden they score a bunch of quick points, and it's like... Hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, they scored a quick 10 when, on
3: us in, in about a minute and a half, two minutes. It felt like it was a quick 10 points. Yeah it, was, yeah,
1: it was probably something like that. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, one of those things that was obviously concerning to me, 100%. And then, uh, I mean, we knew that we kind of had trouble, that we've had trouble with that. You know, Joe Girard's had issues with turnovers and, um, you know, with with teams that had pressed us like that. We, we saw, that we sometimes made, um, you know, made mistakes. And we had 11 turnovers the first half, but in the second half, I think we only have like four or five. So clean it up a little bit, and it's good. I'm glad we actually saw a team kind of give us that kind of pressure so we could kind of, you know, make it a little bit more of a point of an emphasis and, and know that we got to work on it and be ready for it because you know Virginia's going to do that. Virginia's in-your-face defense.
3: Oh, yeah, they, we struggle with them more than we struggle with anybody most of the time. Um, and we can get into that, but, um, n- next on here, uh, you know, Benny not really focused on, I think what he needs to do, or maybe he's he better at, you know, um, and as you heard coach talk about him dribbling out and just, you know, getting mugged. But, um, the big thing out of that little, that second part that I had in there was, Feeding Jesse because Joe, you mentioned it last night. Once they started to do it, it got better. It's something that just could, it should be top of mind for all of these guys, yeah. to to be, feed Jesse, get him the ball, and get him up up in the air, and and so he can you know make these take these make these shots, these easy shots, and also not only that but build up his his confidence a little bit because when he's feeling it, boy, he's good, he's really good. Yeah, and it's all about consistency.
1: Yeah, well, again, I mean, you get a lot of times in the in the top of the key where you, you have Buddy and Joe trying to use the pick and roll with Jesse to, you know, get some open shots or, you know, find a, a gap for penetration. And, and I want them to continue to, to do that, to get Jesse the ball. But also, like 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 we talked about, they started getting them the ball. And if you can use just like if I, any one of those four shooters, if I was them, would want to feed Jesse the ball and hope that he can be successful because then all that's going to that's he's going to demand a, a double team. So then someone's going to come and help Jesse. He makes a couple, you know, a couple buckets. Someone's going to come and help, which means that one of those four is open. So now you can start making passes. You know, Jesse can kick it out and now you have open shots versus when, you know, in the beginning they're kind of playing us for a three point shot. You know, they want us to drive and try to bring it down low.
3: Yeah. What about, what about Benny? What are your thoughts on Benny again with, you know, being in there, 14 Uh, minutes. He just just
1: got to shoot a three pointer, right?
3: He just got to. He just got to.
1: Look, you had. Seems like every game.
3: Between the the three main bench players, Benny, Samir, and Frank, you had 39 minutes and five points. And, you know, we saw a side turn the ball over. He did come back and redeem himself immediately after he turned the ball over and and blocked um, an easy layup. And that, that's, you know, that makes up for that. A horrible mistake, in my opinion. But yeah, but the five points in thirty nine minutes between the five of these. I mean, it's not great, but um, you know, Samir had at least he had four assists in there too. I, I mean,
1: I, yeah, well, he went on a little spurt. I remember he did right when talked, he came and we in. We talked about it, and then all of a yeah. sudden he had a turnover, but then he had that block, and then he had a steal. So I mean, a lot of his stuff happened in a couple minutes as well. So I think as far as the bench players go, I mean, Benny, I thought. Played the most consistent throughout the minutes that he played, uh, although he didn't, you know, blow up the you know the world. I mean, he had two steals and the block was pretty nice, three rebounds and an assist. And I mean, for the most part, he was where he needed to be on on defense. Um, it's just on offense, he still you know feels a little. No, I, I mean, He's I out love of place. The, the, the fast break. The fast break with Cy where he filled filled the, the left side and Cy stayed in the middle and opened up that. Opened up that alley oop. I mean, that was beautiful and that's that's what they need to do. You know, that's when I saw that play we talked about it. I mean, that's what we miss. I mean, that's what I remember as is a Syracuse fan growing up, you know. Oh yeah. Our, our bigs getting the rebound, you know, kicking it out to the to the guards fast and running yep. and fast breaks and this team just does not have it. And it, when I saw that that play with Simir and him, you know, out dribbling and you know, the defense and they couldn't get back and get set with Benny someone athletic getting down there and I mean that was just that's what we're we're lacking. And um You know if they can come in and they can provide us some of that then um then that would be great obviously though but to your point um what they brought you know you want to see a little bit more you know stats with the minutes that they that they put in there but i mean if benny just worries worries about that you just got to be the hustle guy that's on defense doing what he needs to do getting those defensive stats like he did um but you know two turnovers uh and in a bad three-pointer um it's pretty tough. You know, Jim talked about it during the presser. Uh, he's going to be having guys that are smaller than him guarding him. And uh, he's not, you know, the most polished dribbler. And when you're lower to the ground, um, as these other, you know, defenders are, it's it's, it's very hard to, to dribble past them or make a move or something like that. So, you know, Benny, he's got to already be down down low when he gets the ball to do something and he just offensively he hasn't hit that stride yet but defensively i I feel like you're starting to see someone who's going to be able to come in and at least give jimmy and cole a a breather and play some some nice defense
3: um back to the 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 alley-oop there i mean it was a thing of beauty it's a glimmer of hope not for anything and um these guys got still early in the season and the chemistry obviously is building a little bit and so uh, you gotta take that as a positive, even though know, it's just one play. But you know, albeit in transition, in the way you you gotta be, in the way you gotta have it to be successful. And not for anything, they they I think they have some of the as, athleticism to do these things. It's just like sometimes Benny looks lost. A couple of the guys look lost. of Joe looked lost last night for crying out loud. So it happens. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, Coach mentioned it's important to get these games back. You know, we're going into the, the, the days or a week before uh, full conference play here going to be facing Virginia and a good, decent home game to start. Uh, well, I guess it'll be our second game, second home ACC game, too, um, to, to start off uh, against uh, a, a good ACC opponent and a good defense. So some good practice on on, on the court for the orange, and also gameplay, which is what we needed. And we talked about that, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I um, figured we'd mention it. Uh, the response from the COVID pause, you expect a team to be a little bit lethargic, maybe. Um, kind of lazy and maybe rusty, but they started both of these games really good. It was mm-hmm. It was the end of each first half where it was a it was kind of I don't know if it was arrogance or maybe just uh, overconfidence where mistakes happened, and they let these cup- these they let Brown and Cornell back in late in the first half. I think we had a six point lead against Brown from fourteen, and then I don't remember what it was was it was it what was the largest lead of the half for Syracuse against cornell? do you know either no. either way it was five at the half, and they were winning that thing handily at one point so they had scored, what was it, eight points in ten minutes or something like that. Cornell had, so.
1: Uh, yeah, no, it was up there, yeah, for sure. So, anyways, yeah. good,
3: good to see, good to see them um, come out of a COVID pause. And you know, last year, remember, we didn't know any of the details and who and all that stuff, uh, and we still don't know for this time most of them. I heard was fourteen, but uh, last year we didn't, we didn't see this this quick. You know, so that's good for them to do that. And like Coach said, they're going to have to other teams in Syracuse even because they're going to have to make up for some of these other teams. Everybody's going to have to run through this thing at some point. Everybody's going to be on a pause and everybody's going to have to um, be ready to play back-to-back games at some point possibly. And, um, you know, it's just going to be, that's how it's going to be for the season. Yep. And that's, that's it. and It is what it is. I mean, it's what we're dealing with right now. So, anyways. All right. It's time to hear from you.
0: It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the Loud House.
3: All right. You guys know what to do. Go to Facebook and Twitter at the end of every game. I'll ask for your thoughts. Go ahead and leave those thoughts. We'll talk about them here. Um, at least the ones I pick. So let's start with. Don't have a ton again. Don't have a ton. Don't have a ton. Um, let's start with this. Let's start with at Turf on Fire. Not sure why Sadibi and Bowl saw Floored tonight. Um, point guard is a huge issue. You have Samir who has, who is a hard worker and high energy, but consistently makes mistakes and has no jumper. Then you have JG three who has all the talent and a great shot, but makes dumb turnovers and lazy defense. And Joe is not a good ball handler. This team is screwed against the press. Joe picks up the dribble too early when pressed and panics and doesn't even seem to want the ball and when i said joe looks lost out there i was mostly talking about the press he did horrible against it he's not typically historically done great against it um yeah i mean it, it's i see it as a problem and the good thing about the press is it's all, it's too much for a team to do it the whole game <laughs> right so i mean i guess that's one positive
1: most teams yeah
3: most teams yeah i mean that's a that's a feat in itself so um yeah, they got to yep. they got to work on breaking it. Yeah, we don't
1: have – I mean, hopefully we can figure something out with guys. I mean, even – we look back in the past when even Marek helped us bring the ball up, right? So, um, you know, again, they're just going to have to figure it out. I mean, we have who we have. So whether it's, you know, players, um, you know, moving, setting better picks, doing something, I'd be willing to bet, again, like I said – You get a game like this against Cornell and now you're going against Virginia and and you you better you know that Virginia is going to be looking at that knowing you know you look at our games this year every time we've got pressured we've we've struggled and uh, so I'm sure that's going to be a point of emphasis for uh, obviously probably today and, and, and tomorrow before the game on Saturday, so uh, not to say it's gonna be a hundred percent fixed, but they gotta figure out something, whether that means running different plays or, you know, changing who's passing the ball in or you know, they're just gonna have to figure it out.
3: Yeah, what do you think about Sadibi and Bowl seeing the floor? Obviously I think we're gonna see Sadeebi as much as he can put him in there to get him out there to see what he can do. He's probably gonna test him as long as he can. And you know, uh, what did Jesse play? Twenty seven minutes. You know, well, he was in a little bit of fall trouble. Ended up being disqualified. So so, you know, you gotta test these guys out, I think, a little bit, at least a little bit. And um Frank is kind of a consistent guy, right? But he didn't he wasn't great last night either. And so I think Coach was like, All right, well, let me try these guys out. And I think that's all that was. And if you look at it respectively, John Bull with three minutes and and Sadibi with two. Um you know, you gotta yeah, you got to get you get especially Sidi Well, both of them for different reasons, but you got to get you got to kind of get him out there. I feel like to um, to get their feet wet and just get a feel for something, right? So
1: no, we got to see what's going on. I mean, obviously got to get Brahma a little bit going, and you got to give him a few minutes to see how his knees react, right? I mean, I think it's just a positive in itself that he played two a couple minutes uh, two days ago, and um, he wasn't too sore to come, to come out. out play a couple yeah. minutes this game. Obviously, he's not, you know, it's little by little. But, uh, you know, again, if we can turn him, you know, if he can get in and keep his knees healthy and he can get into close to whatever he was when he was last healthy, then, I mean, you're probably looking at somebody who could be, you know, a backup option over maybe Frank. Right. And as far as John, John Bowl, John Bull, he played on the, the wing. So, again, it could have just been something where you know, right now we only have Swider and we only have Jimmy and, and Benny, right? And, you know, we saw real quick, you know, just one little random box out, your arms get stuck with somebody else's arms. And now you got one of your better wing players uh, that maybe got a separated or dislocated shoulder or something that popped out real quick. Right. So what if that was more, um, you know, more of a, of a worse injury than you're down a wing player? So um, maybe he was looking at a little bit of that, too, is, you know, I lose one of these guys then. What am I looking at here? You know, do I got somebody off the bench? So um, just to get him in there and get him a couple minutes, I didn't see a problem with it, especially with the time that, that they did go in as far as at the point of the game.
3: Uh, at Baptized by Fire, uh, 7 um, to Dom Nacho's point here. Our point guard play when pressured is terrible. Too many turnovers. We have lost by 10 the way we played tonight. We we would have lost by 10 the let me try this again in English. We would have lost we would have lost by 10 the way we played tonight against the glob of middle of the robe a- ACC teams. I don't see how that gets better. Well, I mean, look. It's got to get better, right? And I think that I think <laughs> I think that it's brilliant analysis. I think that it's it, to some degree uh yes anthony that's how they taught us to read at e s m um i think I think that when these guys are a little bit more on the hot seat and when the when the pressure does come, especially later in the year we've seen him rise to the occasion it's like a flip switches with these guys, and we've seen it and it doesn't it almost doesn't matter on the player or the the just the roster in general it's just one of those things that that this that just Syracuse does is like what they do. They drag us along and drag us along. And all of a sudden they more times than not turn it up at the end of the year. So like, if this is a buy, seller hold, like doom and gloom type thing, I I'm going to sell, man. I think it's early. I do agree. It is a problem. Everybody sees it. Joe has absolutely got to get better, but with Samir, you know, Joe got, Joe got taken out a couple times last night. He got the glare more than once. And he was benched for Samir, so someone's going to be motivated enough to eliminate their mistakes and do a better job. And Samir, I think he does a pretty decent job with the ball. He, I think his problem last night with you know some of that stuff was a little overconfidence. I mean, sometimes when you're feeling it, you can get a little sloppy. Let's be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah, and again, too, I mean, we also have to understand that. Um you know, Joe gerard has been pretty consistent this year, and I think we do understand what his weaknesses are. Um, but he also tends to have these WTF games too, right?
2: All and the I feel time. like
1: last night, I mean, I don't know about all the time this year, but I know last year it was like a coin flip on whether or not, you know, if he plays good, we could win. He, we need him to play good, or if he has that type of game, right? Uh, and I think he's having fewer of those this year but I think this was really his first real, real bad one, real obvious one where it was, I mean, five points, wasn't shooting well. I mean, some of the turnovers, I mean, it wasn't even really him, you know, how many turnovers did he have? Five. Five. I know two of them were him literally just not catching the ball. Yeah. You know, some of that yep. stuff. Was,
3: not paying attention. Some of that
1: stuff was just focus, right? Mm-hmm. Some of that stuff was just, are you in it? Um, so, who knows what's going on? You know, you never want to judge a player on one game because you never know what's really going on in their personal lives or what's going on behind closed doors. So, um, that happens, and some things happen, and, and you never really know. And I don't want to speculate, but again, you just hope that it doesn't become uh, routine over just you know an anomaly here, or here few you know few and far between.
3: Uh, by the way, the the largest lead was sixteen. And at the end of 10 minutes, Cornell only had five points. So just to clear that mm-hmm. up. Because um, I was confused by it. Not confused. I wouldn't say I was confused. I just didn't. I wasn't sure. At Bald Sports Dude, they couldn't handle a press from Cornell. Trash. Well, the that's a great point. I mean, you got to look like we just said, you know, we're heading into play Virginia, albeit at home, hopefully a big crowd. But... Yeah, you look at Cornell. I mean, they're not exactly a Virginia or ACC level defense. And it's concerning. So we'll just have to see. And I'm interested because in this game a lot, I don't know how much it's going to tell us. I think it will tell us a little bit. But as far as Virginia goes, and we'll get into it, I mean, it's, they're not exactly lighting it up themselves currently. So we'll talk about that or I'll we'll let Joe talk about it. At Tony Staffieri on Twitter, that might be one of a thousand wins for Beheim, but it wasn't one of his shining moments. Yeah, well, I mean, but as we always say, an ugly win's better than a pretty loss, and you'll take it. And coming out of a COVID pause, and we're, we're going through a little bit of a gauntlet of games here, I feel like um, it's fine. They showed their stuff. You know and they, they, Cornell, they let Cornell get back in, and I don't think it's great, but we did see you know, we did see changes in the lineup and things a lot throughout the game. And like I said, Benny had 14, Samir had 14, and Frank had 11. So it was a perfect opportunity to get those guys out there, and you know you can attribute some of that, that final score at the end of the day to some of that stuff, because, you know, let's be honest they're not going to get those minutes probably against a UVA, you know, unless we're in some kind of foul trouble. So, you know,
0: um, right. all right. Welding instructor, Alex declare knows firsthand how VR training platforms like forge FX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go, look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. Figure Lending, LLC, DBA Figure. Equal Opportunity Lender. NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
3: So before we finish up, we will finish up with the 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 Facebook uh, fan feedback, and then we will talk about UVA, and we'll let you know what we think about that. But first, one more time, let's talk about the Spotify Green Room app. Get in there. You can hang out with us, chat, or request to speak Sign up for notifications at Q's Militia, and the best thing is you don't have to just listen to us. You don't have to just follow us. There's plenty of other people to follow. A number of topics ranging from sports to pop culture to music, um, style, you know, if you're into that type of thing, movies, all that stuff. And you can even start your own show. You can do your own segment on there. Sign up for the... It's just tapping a button. You already got your email in there. You just tapped a button. To record this, to record this session. Re- hit record this session. And when you go live and you end your session, that file will be emailed to you via MP3. You can download that and then upload it to any podcast platform and boom, there you go. It's the cheapest way to do it. And it only costs you just the price of a hosting service, which is about, you know, you can do it for peanuts, man. So, anyways, go to the iOS or Android stores today and download the Spotify Green Room app. We appreciate all of you. Brandon on the Facebook. Swider is the key, and he's coming alive from three-point land. It's going to open up so many options for Buddy this season. is starting to look a little bit more promising. Well, that's a nice positive comment. I, I like that. Swider, 75% from behind the arc the past two games. And <clears throat> we're still waiting for him to really, really light it up, but he had a team. Oh, no, he didn't. Twenty-one points to Buddy's (laughs) twenty-two. I was about to call it twenty-one points to Buddy's twenty-two, but you know, three for five from behind the arc and five for seven inside. So, it's really good. By the way, uh, no turnovers, two steals, and five rebounds. So, I mean, just I mean, if he could do, if he could put something like that together roughly every game, that's going to be giant for the Beheim brothers uh, going forward. Problem is, can he do it?
1: Well, yeah, and that's realistically what it is. I mean, the one thing with this coming out of the COVID that I I actually, you know, enjoyed to see was because, I mean, you see earlier in the season, I mean, I I didn't see Buddy taking over games and doing what he like we did. We're not going to make or make the tournament or win the games that we make last year unless Buddy doesn't start taking over like at the end of the year like he did last year. Um, And he needs to play like that, you know, first team ACC level player every single game. Um, especially against good players. But he's got to be the, the guy that's got to try to get established. And I thought that the last two games, him coming out, I mean, he's last two games off of this COVID break, he's 20 of 35 for 50 points. Um, he scored the most points and taking the most shots in both games. And that's how it should be. Um, unless he gets to a point, obviously, where we've seen it where – you get a team that just locks up their best defenders on him and makes it difficult for him, you know. And he's he's had some some higher assist totals this year in some games because of that. And he knows how to be a team player, but he needs to know when he needs to step up and do and, and, and play like this. And if you can get like Cole Swider and Jimmy Beheim combined against Cornell with sixteen to twenty four for thirty seven points, and if you can get that type of help on the other side, if you want to throw Jesse in there, then twenty of twenty nine for. 48 points, right? So it's like when you get that type of help and then you got Buddy to go along with it, you know, we're going to score points. It's, it's the other stuff. You know, we don't get the fast break points as much. And, um, you know, the rebounds and especially long rebounds.
3: Oh, well, yeah, long, we were out-rebounded out too in all long
1: rebounds. Well, in the long, they part. shot 46 threes. Th- 30, Thank you very much, 30, Col- Colgate and Cornell.
3: Yeah, 37 to 34. So,
1: so. At the end of the day there's little things that we know are we are weaknesses and all we can really do is try to get better you know you talked about the rebounding you know in, in years past where it's constantly got gotten better and gotten better i think it's at a point now where we kind of know where our players that we know what their strengths are and we know what we can rely on them to do and i, I think it's the coach's jobs now to to tweak stuff um in practice and do what you need to do to, no matter what to to fix your weaknesses at least make them a little bit better or try to hide them.
3: Right, right. And I had, we had looked, I had looked this up at one point early in the season, and I can't remember exactly where we were, but I know it wasn't good. And I'll, get, I'll come back to it to see where we are ranked for total rebounds. Damn, I wish I could find that. I wish I could look it up and see what I had written down. Unfortunately, I noted it on the computer screen, and it is, it's swiped away. Uh, Jesse, good win. Thanks for the stream. Glad was glad was able to watch some bench guys get some extended minutes. Yes, absolutely. I think that's what these games were all about. That's what we talked about uh, before the, even the COVID pause. And absolutely, you're welcome for the stream. Enjoyed doing it. Happy to do it. And we got a couple. We got a couple of kudos on there and an email about the stream. So um, I love that. I appreciate it very much. Uh, one from Tampa here, Gary. Tampa. He wasn't getting the game. He appreciates it. Uh, let's see. Let's see, where was I? Hold on. Hold on. Let me go back to this here. Cause I had these down. Okay. Uh David, have some had some stretches of solid basketball. I think they will be ready by the conference tourney to make a run. Well, I hope so. Cause that's about the time. That's about that's about the time. But but honestly, give or take, mm. give or take a couple games. That's about when it happens. That yeah. happens right in the conference tournament, or right before the conference tournament.
1: We'll know <laughs> about four games before the con. I mean, yeah. well, if depending on, but you know what I mean. It's I think you need to be at a certain point once you get to you know a couple more games, When we get to the last block of three or four games before the conference tournament. Then I think that's really going to tell us what we need, what we don't need, what's a must win, and, and you know all that kind of stuff. But for now, you just. Just keep it going. Just cross your fingers, hope for the best, you know?
3: Yeah, and we're going to be talking here pretty soon every game about quad wins. And when it gets into quad wins and we start breaking that down, then we really have a really good idea. Have we ever missed out on that? Like, we always knew, okay, well, we're on the bubble, but we should make it. And I think, I think that thing's – like, if the NCAA has done anything that's been good, it's been the quadrant system. And it gives – people an idea of like what Syracuse has been for the past few years being the caliber of team
1: they've been and yeah I mean it's imperfect but you, it's you imperfect can't
3: just... but it seems to tell a tale though I mean it's pretty damn good don't you think yeah
1: I mean it's close but then when you look at Ken Palm I mean how close is it when you look back and forth um you know I think that a lot of the net ranking really just you know relies on the record you know when you look at I know especially early in the season and, you know, a lot of times you get these teams that only lose, you know, two or three games, but they're in a crap conference and they didn't play anybody in non-conference. They'll be way up there in the net. And um, they still are teams that, like, have to win their tournament. You know what I mean? So it paints a little bit of a picture, but I think that there's probably a little bit too much towards wins and losses.
3: It also does, though, break down what – where their wins are coming from. I mean, if you beat a quad one team, you beat a quad one team. I mean, it's a it is what it is. But you can be, you know, ten and zero against quad two and and zero and one in quad one and still be up there in the rankings because you did so well in quad two. I mean, it's it is. But you're right. I mean, it's imperfect. But it's right. It.
1: But the other year when the Buffalo was a quad one win for us, was that because Buffalo was really a quad one win, or was that because Buffalo just? happened to have a good non-conference record and then just rolled through their conference.
3: The, ex- the latter, yeah.
1: You know what I mean. So yeah. in some some instances, you know, um, it doesn't necessarily tell the whole story. But I do. I understand what you're saying. At least it brings some type of organization it, it, to it, right? Organization. Some type, of picture.
3: some type of picture. You're not left in the dark. You know, years before this. We always be wondering, and you get a decent idea, I guess is my point. You get a decent idea. Like you said, it's not perfect. By the way, Syracuse, total rebounds, 182nd, tied with, well, 180th, tied with Eastern Carolina and Jacksonville, right right uh, ahead of Montana <laughs> and right behind East Carolina, for what it's worth. All right, Mike, on the Facebook Swider seems to be finding his rhythm more and more. Joe G can't handle full court pressure. There it is again. Glaring issue. Obviously, everybody is seeing it. Uh, way too many mistakes and turnovers, like Benny getting more time. Beheim, like Benny getting more time. Beheim boys are the Beheim boys, but Torrance has got to, hit, got to hit free throws. Jesse dominated as usual, but he's got to stay out of foul trouble. Yeah, look. That's gonna be tough for Jesse to stay out of foul trouble. He's just that guy. It's like Dolgaj. It's like yes, Dolgaj has to stay out of foul trouble. We know, but he just has a tendency to foul. That's just how mm. he. It's just how he is. You know what I
1: mean? You know, I I know, and I hope that you know maybe it's something that we can fix uh, because I mean, he's getting in foul trouble against guys that are like you know five inches shorter than it's him. Smaller, or, yeah. You know, so you know what happens when we get into play. You know, and maybe. Who knows? Maybe it's just the latter of, you know. Once he gets in the ACC play, I mean, this this Saturday against Virginia, he's gonna be going against some big boys, and maybe uh, you know, they'll let him play a little bit more. Maybe it'll be a little bit easier for him to keep his hands straight up. Right? Who knows? Um,
3: over the backs but, uh, are a big are a big problem with Jesse. And
1: like yeah, he, like I mean, we the, saw the, last, you know, but the over the back that they called that was terrible. The guy clean. I yeah. mean, when you don't touch him and like come over and like yeah, like.
3: But when you dominate size wise against a guy. Um, right. On the boards like that, it's just it looks very bad. But you're right; yeah. that was that shouldn't have been an over the back. And that's just it's just what are you going to do? Well, you that's just why be careful. I'm saying
1: against some against some of these teams. And I mean, I know that he still had was in foul trouble against some of these better teams in the tournaments and stuff. But especially against some of these smaller teams, uh, I feel like that's kind of the case. He just gets he gets fouls called just because of the, you know obviously just the blatant right. just. Difference in size, and I think we saw at least one of those last night.
3: Um. Okay. All right, that does it for fan feedback. We appreciate all of you who participated in that, and um, download the app. Download the damn app, and we're gonna fi- <laughs> we're gonna find. You know, we should do we should do the. Uh, and I'm being serious. Like, like, you know, we'll never reach. You know, seventy. 70, I mean, it would be amazing if it could happen, but I don't think it will. Uh, Seven, could you imagine 70 people in the green room and people requesting the talk, how extended fan feedback and how much fun fan feedback could be, Uh, especially when, you know, most of the people that will come into fan feedback enjoy us and and like us. I mean, it'd be nice to get some people in there that disagree and don't like us. How much fun would that be? That'd be fun. That would be fun. Um, So anyways, my point is, is that I went on a tangent. I'm going around my ass to get to my elbow here. What I was saying, Joe, is, first of all, that would be really cool. It's a useful um, tool or resource. But right. but we should plan another game, uh, maybe, maybe a somewhat big away game or something, where we can do another live, and we'll plan it out. We'll look at the calendar, plan it out, and go on. The socials and, and have fan chat, and, and so if you don't want to be on there and you don't want to do fan chat, you don't have to. If you do, you can go on there, because I had a blast. it was fun,
1: so anyways. It was fun, but I definitely can't watch every game like that.
3: Oh hell, no, That's, why I, that's how <laughs> That's why I said, well, if you got one on TV, Joe, we just get on Skype and you watch your TV and I watch my TV, and we just pay uh, attention to true. the comments, right? That's yeah. it. That's
1: it. My, my girlfriend would love that. Heather would think that'd be awesome.
3: Yeah, she'd get it on the action. We get her a set of uh, headphones. That'd be fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, all <laughs> right. UVA. The all-time series between Syracuse and Virginia sits at six and ten in favor of the Cavaliers. Uh, the Syracuse Orange men and the Virginia Cavaliers first met in 1984 in the NCAA tournament, with the Cavaliers winning 63 to 55. The two teams first met in the ACC in 2014 with the game to decide first place in the ACC regular season. The Cavaliers would win 75-56, to 56, blowing a tight game open with about nine minutes to go, according to orangehoops.org. The last game that was played between these two teams last year, March 11th, a loss 69-72 to 72 for the Cavs. Gerard Beheim, Dolzai, Guerrier, and Griffin, you're starting five, Beheim with 31 points, and Gary A. with 10 rebounds. Uh, Ken Palm has Virginia ranked behind us in 71st right now with an adjusted offense of 104.2. That's good enough for 107. Adjusted defense of 94. That's good enough for 56, so not terrible there. They are currently, as I mentioned, not great, 7-5. Losses against Navy, Houston, who's good. We we remember Houston from last year, uh, obviously. Iowa. James Madison and a loss most recently to Clemson. That was their last game on December 22nd. So mm. a little bit of breathing room for UVA coming into this days. game. Yeah. And you know, they're not on a COVID pause or anything like that. So they are practicing and they're, they were watching us play. I'm sure. So advantage Cavaliers and wins, big wins. Eh. I mean, what do you think, Joe? Um, Pitt Providence, Pitt Providence. Okay, fair enough. Um, Other wins uh, Radford, Coppin State, Georgia, Lehigh, and Dickinson. So, Joe, sir, am I am I am I off the rails saying that this isn't the same Virginia team we've seen? Maybe a decent defense, but. A couple years ago, when Virginia did struggle to score, they did they did beat us in the first game. That was the first game of the season, but we took them in the second game, and they, where they just they just struggled to score. And it seems like it's kind of similar to that, but maybe even the defense isn't that good. Is that team
1: two years? ago? Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, you're not you're not crazy about that. You know, even when we look at you know the net, you know, we jumped up to ninety third in the net, and Virginia one thirteen. Uh, you know, and according to the net so far. Virginia is only one in five versus teams quad one through quad three. So six out of their seven wins is against quad four teams. They're six and oh against quad four teams. So okay. again, like I said, that one, the one win they did get was a quad one win against Providence. Providence right now, I was 28th in the net. Okay. Um, and that's obviously compared to Syracuse where um, we are, what, five, and four in quad one through quad three games. And then obviously we have that ugly two and one quad four record because of Colgate. So obviously we have that, that, that one bad loss. So, I mean, I'd say that we have probably, we have a worse loss than Virginia, but a lot more better wins, more better, (laughs) more, more better. Yeah. Uh, Wins than, than Virginia. And and you're right. They're not the same team. Um, When you look at just, their minutes that that they got going on, and in the, in the fact that they, they you talk about certain bench, you know, struggles they do go deeper, and they will have guys come in a couple minutes here and there. But for the most part, they got four guys that are playing over thirty plus minutes, kind of just like us. Um, and really, you know, it starts with you Keehee know, Clark, which it's got to be his last year.
3: I mean, holy cow, this guy is is the eighth year senior right now. What is he doing?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, just being obviously, he's, he's probably the, cap, the captain of the team. He's going to be the guy that's going to be pressuring Gerard. So, um, Gerard's got two years of experience with that and, and at least, what, three, four games. Um, so, you know, you got him, you got guard um, Reese Beekman, who was a freshman last year, and, and he played a decent amount of minutes, but more of a defender. You know, he's a 6 2 guy. Um, and then uh, when you look at the rest of their team, really, it's not saying that they're bad, but I mean, Armand Franklin is the other guard, right? Six four. So they they start three guards, and he is a transfer from Indiana. Came in averaging eleven points from Indiana last year, averaging eleven points this year. Um, he's six four, uh, junior, so has some experience. But again, you're looking at their top three guards are six, what five ten, five eleven, and then it's six foot two and six foot four. So. They're not really that big. You kind of look at you know certain mismatching type situations. Who's who's going to guard Buddy? Uh, Who's going to guard Cole Swider or Jimmy? Uh, When you look at that, Um, one of the main guys you got to worry about um, is they have another transfer, Jaden Gardner. Mm -hmm. Um, He's actually what's that?
3: Decent three point shooter.
1: Decent three point shooter. He's six six. No uh, forward, but he's two forty
3: six. So he's got
1: a so he's you know he's, he's got a big body down there, and ironically, he's from Wake Forest, North Carolina, which is where I live. Um, but he is a transfer from East Carolina, uh, and this is his first year um, with Virginia, um, along with Franklin, um, and then to cap it off with their big guy, Caden Shedrick. He's a sophomore, uh, 6'11", 230. So. Um, that's their starting lineup, and that's the the five that play the majority of the minutes. And again, I mean, obviously, you probably they're going to have some type of struggle because you know they got a new center slash forward in there. You know that was, you know, basically they have two guys that were true freshmen last year on their team, and they got two transfers with Kiki Clark, and not really a deep bench. You know, I mean, they got Francisco Cafaro, who's a junior, seven seven one two forty two, so another big body, but he doesn't play. More than ten minutes usually, and they that's also a huge have dude, wow.
3: that's a huge dude.
1: Huge dude, and they also got freshman Igor Milicic Jr., who is a 6'10", 224 and twenty four pound freshman, uh, but he's a, they say he's a guard. <laughs> so say it as you will. Um, you know, he had ten minutes against Clemson, and Kafaro had six minutes against Clemson. So they really don't go deep into the bench. Which again, I, I, because of that, I wonder how much they actually will press us and and really I mean you know how much how you know the half court defense is going to bring I don't know if they're going to press um so really when you look at it this is a team that's still trying to figure it out too and just like Florida State earlier uh, I think that this is a perfect um perfect team to uh to play early yeah that's what I was saying
3: yeah you
1: know they're going to be you know they're going to be well coached and and who knows how Tony Bennett's going to get this team uh going throughout the season um so Again, better to play him now than, than later, for sure.
3: And they average 61. Well, 60 is called 62 points a game, which is, is you know, I mean, it's kind of they – don't, they don't generally score a lot. They, when they have their defense going, they don't have to. But, you know, the important thing is to speed these guys up. I mean, you got to run the floor with these fools. I mean, and, and this is going to be a perfect game to do it. Can Syracuse do it, though? I'm not totally convinced that they can, because I just, you know, I mean, it's always in the game plan, yeah, right? Yeah, well, I mean... So, and I'm not seeing a ton yeah. of it. But this is a good team to do it yeah, against, I mean, is my point, as opposed to some of the others that we
1: played. Yeah, and and when you look at them, too, I mean, Armand Franklin has is, is taken the most three-pointers along with Keehee Clark, so those are the main guys that, that you know, we got to worry about when it comes to three-pointers, and... We know that they've done some sneaky stuff, you know, with getting it at the free throw line. So really I wonder possibly what Jaden Gardner might be able to do. Is that 6'6", 246? Is he the, is he the big body that's going to be there at the free throw line? I mean, I don't know if uh, Caden Shedrick's going to be able to do anything there. Um, but Virginia has always really, really struggled against our 2-3 when they don't have a guy that can play at the free throw line.
3: Right. Um, now- when they've
1: had, you know – What's
3: that? I was just going to say, how many? Because Keyes, Clark is, is shooting 40% from three. How many is he taking?
1: 47.
3: That's, that's pretty freaking good,
1: guys. <laughs> it's really good. 19 to 47. It's really good. You know, that works. Armand, Armand Franklin's 13 to 64. Well, so, so Joe, Joe's going yeah, to I mean, have to he,
3: be on his game, dude. I mean, he cannot have a game like he did against Cornell. I just don't think Samir well, is going to be able to hang with Key Clark. I just don't think the experience is there.
1: Well, I mean again, I think the thing here where you want to look at it, I mean against Clemson, right? They lost by 17 and still only shot 22 threes. So, although they have a couple guys that can hit threes, um, I don't really think that that is really what they're looking to do. And then, I mean, they got big body guys and it seems like they probably try to, you know, penetrate, which again, I think with these these two transfers and then these two true freshmen, I think they're probably still going to struggle with this 2-3 zone cuz you can't just drive down the middle of it and get a layup for the most part. Um, so you need to be able to move it around and knowing that there's only a couple guys that really can shoot the ball efficiently. I mean, I, I don't really know where their offense is going to come from, other than if you, you know, they're going to dominate down low because you know Jaden Gardner is going to move some players around with that body, and um, they got some some big guys as far as Cage and Shedrick and some of the guys that come off the bench. So really, it's you know. Really, it's it's to me it's rebounding. I, I think it's that, and then how our offense really handles their defense. Um,
3: okay, well, it is that time. That is it is that time. How about that? Okay, where what? where we make a prediction? So, Joe, on the ACC level so far this year, you are you are one and zero. You got me at uh, Syracuse at Florida State game, and so. Uh, with that said, I need to be redeemed here. I'm going to go. Look, a low-scoring game. I think Syracuse is going to have their normal struggles. A little bit here, a little bit there. Um, I feel confident in this, in this, though, being a game that Syracuse can pull off. Gardner does bother me. Keogar bothers me. Uh, I mean, even Cafaro um, bothers me. Bothers me a lot, even though he's what's the average in 14 minutes a game. So, um, I think if we can get some fans into the dome, which would be great, um, loosen it, we, we can give them, we can feed them alcohol now. So, you guys can go there and get, uh, as liquored up as you'd like before halftime, and you should, and get rowdy and get loud, and uh, see if he can help Syracuse pull this win off. Joe's gonna need it, not Joe, not this Joe G, the other Joe G, Joe Girard. He's going to need it. He needs you guys. He needs people in the dome. He really does. And he thrives off of that. So if we can make some noise for Joe, I feel like he could have a good night against Key Clark. So I'm going to say 65-62 Syracuse. Joe. Get back mm. to the cardiac use. I mean, it's going to have to be. I mean, if, it, if they're going to pull it off, it's going to be close
1: yeah um yeah it's gonna be um i just i don't know i look at virginia and i just see a different team I'm not saying that we're gonna all right i'm gonna go
3: <laughs> what do you do are you talking to yourself right now bro what are 69 you
1: 69
3: <laughs> to 62 <laughs> He's crow. yes drum roll syracuse okay so you and i both have uva scoring the same amount of points Okay, fair enough. I mean, couldn't come up with your own score for him. That's fine. Um, all right. Mm. Well, good. Why are you shaking your head? Are you nervous about this game at all, honestly?
1: A uh, little bit.
3: Is this still an 8 o'clock game or a 6 o'clock game? does no, I, I saw moved, 6. Yeah, we got moved to, six. Okay. We got moved to right. 6. okay, all right. That's what I thought. Okay, so 6 o'clock yeah. Saturday, the first game of the new year. For Syracuse to start off on the right foot against the Cavaliers, against a a fresh roster, we have a one-two, but still against a struggling Virginia Cavalier team, in my opinion currently. We'll, yes, yeah. we'll see. But all of these games, all the time, and you know, with the way they're coached, obviously total class act and a tremendous yeah. coach.
1: So, yeah, if we show up with effort and toughness then I think that we we win this, I don't want to say easily, but, I mean, I think that we kind of handle the game in spurts. I mean, I t- the only way that I can see them not taking taking this game is if they just completely, you know, Jesse gets in foul trouble. Possible. Um, and, and they just completely just dominate down low, just dominate rebounds, all that kind of stuff.
3: Possible. Both of those things are possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Hope for the best and expect the best. So, all right. We appreciate all of you for hanging out with us. We really do. Thanks for tuning in. Um, nope, that's the no, nope nope, 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 All right, that's the one. There we go. All right. We appreciate all of you for hanging out with us. Uh, we will get back here Sunday. This is the last show of the year. So, um, happy new year. Hope everybody... Have a safe, happy, happy new year. And we'll see you next year. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out.
1: Peace.